Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Kempis, Book 3, Chapter 12, on acquiring patience and battling against evil desires. The Learner, You and I. Lord God, I can see that patience is something vitally necessary to me because this life abounds in circumstances that thwart our happiness. No matter how carefully I endeavor to live in peace, my days must have their share of conflict and sorrow. Christ the Beloved, that is so, my son. But the kind of peace I want you to aim at is not one in which temptations are not present, or difficulties not felt. The time when you may reckon you have found peace is when you have been harassed by various temptations and put to the proof by much adversity. If you say you cannot stand much suffering, how are you going to stand the fire of purgatory? You should always choose the lesser of two evils. To escape eternal punishment in the world to come, you should strive to bear patiently for God's sake the evils of this present life. Do you suppose worldly men have next to nothing in the way of suffering? Put the question to those whose lives are a round of pleasures. You will find you are wrong. At the time, all the same, you say, they have a lot of fun and follow their own sweet will so that when they come up against trouble, it doesn't weigh very heavily upon them. Granted, but even supposing they have whatever they desire, how long do you think that's going to last? Those rich in this world's goods, you know, will fade out like smoke, leave not a memory behind of the pleasures that were once theirs. Even during their lifetime, when such pleasures are the goal of their existence, their enjoyment of them is tinged with bitterness, boredom, and fear. The very objects from which they obtain pleasure often repay them with pain and unhappiness. In this, they are only getting their due. Those who throw off all restraint in their pursuit of pleasure cannot expect to enjoy it without feelings of shame, without finding the sweetness of it turning sour to the taste. Ah, how quickly gone, how false such pleasures are, how uncontrolled, how vile. And yet their devotees are so fuddled by them, so blinded, they fail to see the way they are going like dumb beasts. They snatch at the paltry pleasures of this corruptible life and so bring upon themselves the death of their souls. Do you then, my son, not follow the counsel of appetite? Turn you your back on your own liking. All your longing, let it be fixed in the Lord. So he will give you what your heart desires. If you would know what true pleasure is. If you long for a greater outpouring of my comfort. I will tell you this. Despise all worldly things, cut out of your life all base forms of pleasure, and you will be blessed for it. 
be more than repaid by the comfort with which I shall flood your heart. The more you withdraw from the comfort you find in anything created, the sweeter and stronger will be the comfort you find in me. To begin with, you will not reach that state without a hard struggle and a certain amount of pain. Lifelong habits will bar the way, but better ones will wrest the victory from them. The body will complain, but fervor of spirit will hold it in check. The old serpent will goad you and work upon your feelings, but prayer will put him into flight. Moreover, by taking up some useful kind of work, you will be blocking one of the broadest means he has of access to your heart. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, have mercy on us. Pray for us, Saint Philip, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The old serpent is mentioned today. Bad habits are mentioned. And then the example of worldly people, the kind of maxims, the advice, the wisdom of the world, seek all the pleasures you can, it'll make you happy. Those three sources, the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world, the flesh, and the devil. These are the three kind of spiritual opponents that we have. The world puts before us its own wisdom, which in this chapter, Thomas Kempis wants to undermine by pointing out that the idea of just seeking pleasure, of having a life full of pleasure, only pleasure, he says, A, it's not the case. There's all kinds of bitterness. B, it doesn't even last forever. C, they end up disappointing you. And the devil, he says, is after you too, the old serpent. How do you avoid him? Prayer and some useful work. Instead of working in the garden, as she should have been, Eve was pulled aside by the devil. We have to keep ourselves busy. Keep ourselves busy. Never be idle. Or the devil will find a way to get into our hearts. But finally, the bad habits that we have. And this is the most important point for us. Because of these bad habits, it's always going to be a struggle to turn from evil. And so what do we have to put in their place? Good habits. And therefore, there's always going to be an effort, a struggle to overcome the regular habitual feelings that we have the desires that have been become stable in us for things that we shouldn't desire in order to replace those desires we have to struggle against our interior desires we're going to have to fight if we want patience this is especially true and that's what this chapter is about patience enduring sadness disappointment frustration without getting angry, holding back that desire for revenge that we have, for getting even, 
for getting sticking the knife in a little bit. And the patience that we want, that we can achieve by his grace, is not a patience that's without trial. It's not a patience without difficulty. He is not proposing to us that we will somehow reach a point in the spiritual life where there will be no trial or difficulty. Far from it. He says, as long as we're in this life, there's going to be. But the patience that we can achieve in the Lord is a patience in the midst of all those difficulties. People frustrate us. They disappoint us. Our expectations are not met. And by the Lord's grace, we're able to hold back, wait, not say anything, not get angry. But we will feel inside a certain impatience. We will feel a kind of frustration. And that's okay. It's what we do. It's how we react. Lord, you be our patience. You be our strength. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.